Hello, and welcome to You Philosopher. Today I want to talk about Batman. I just saw over the weekend the Lego Batman film, and I thought it would be fun to talk about uh, without giving really away much in the way of spoilers, but be able to talk about does this film really count as a Batman film? Have we lost something important by making uh, Batman a Lego Batman? And, and, I, and I mean that beyond just this idea of, okay, well, this is clearly a very kids-friendly film. I mean that there's a sense in which there's a family-orientedness to the film, and not just in terms of the fact that it's Lego, right? It's also in the internality of the film. The film deals with the issue of family and Batman's own loneliness and him trying to incorporate other people into his life and whether or not he should incorporate other people into his life. And it harkens back to, and I say this very timidly, the Batman and Robin film that Joel Schumacher did many years ago that was just resoundedly panned is still seen as one of the worst films ever made. And I remember seeing that film and just being deeply bothered. And I think in a lot of ways, because it dealt with this uh, treatment of Batman, that was very much what I thought it was like the family bat. Like, what, what is this about? Like, not only does he have Alfred, right? But he's also has basically a son in, in Robin and then basically a daughter in Batgirl and it, it, it did, that same film, interestingly enough, really did struggle with this idea of family to some extent. But Lego Batman, interestingly enough, gets away with it uh, a good deal more effectively. And part of the, we have to wonder well, what's, what's part of the reason. Like, why are we, why did we hate Batman and Robin so much? And But this film, this Lego Batman film, seems to be really doing quite well. And... Some of the reasons seems to be fairly obvious. This film, the Lego Batman film, can't be considered misbuilt. Uh, people aren't going to the film expecting the gritty Batman and then being disappointed. I mean, it's Lego Batman. I mean, what, what could you, of course there's gonna be silly. What else did you expect? Of course there's gonna be some fun and playfulness. Uh, so that's part of, the, part of the way the Lego Batman film gets away with this kind of treatment in a more family-oriented way. But I think it also does so because it does something very smart that the Batman and Robin film really didn't do and couldn't couldn't really do, which is the Lego Batman film breaks the fourth wall and references the idea of Batman being this dark, gritty, lonely person. And so you actually see the film struggling with that, not just in its just general internality of this kind of family storyline, but also with this kind of secondary teasing you, the reader, kind of plot of, or the watcher of, are you expecting a really dark Batman? Is that kind of silly? Isn't it pretty self-indulgent for Batman to always be so self-focused sitting there in the Batcave lamenting his life, right? And so it's able to do that in a way that also pokes fun, that probably because Batman and Robin wasn't... It wasn't Lego, it wasn't really able to play with the fourth wall, wasn't able to have that kind of added layer of thoughtfulness. And in fact, both of these films, Batman and Robin and Lego Batman, harken back to the 1960s Batman. But the Batman and Robin film did it in a way that really upset people. And Joel Schumacher really only meant for it to be like an homage to the 1960s Batman. Like, oh, we really enjoyed this one, it'd be fun to kind of do it again in this way. And everyone's like, this is awful. This film, 
again, very smartly kind of keeps referencing back and looking at these past um, uh, 1960s TV episodes and touches on them in a way that's playful and, and says, oh, hey, don't you remember this? Isn't this kind of a cute way? And now we can still get away with it because it's Lego. So let's say we were even able to grant all of this, that at the end of the day, the Lego Batman film does something very smart and very thoughtful and being more family-oriented, right? It, it pulls, pardon the, pardon the pun, a, a lot of punches, right, in terms of it, the, the, the violence and, and the, the melancholy and the darkness and the angst that really defines Batman. So let's say it does it well, and it does seem that it does. Well, then the next question that we want to ask ourselves is, does it really still count? Or is it somehow doing a disservice to this canonical idea of Batman? Has Batman somehow been harmed? And should we be worried that we're going to kind of return to potentially harms that were done in the 1960s or by Batman and Robin? When I say that, what I what I mean is, is let's not worry too much about whether or not somehow the franchise, the Batman franchise, is actually going to be done harm. I mean more just in terms of we have this idea of Batman that's pretty powerful and important in our social psychology and understanding ourselves as a culture. And I think one of the questions that ends up coming up first, really, is why does Batman need to be alone? The, the issue of Batman having to be alone and having to uh, struggle with the fact that he's got these holes in his heart as a result of his own losses that can't be filled. Well, on some level, there's an issue of, isn't that his motivation? The reason why he goes out and tries to prevent this from happening to anyone else again, he goes out and fights crime, specifically because of the loss that he suffered. And if other people come in and start filling those holes in, does that mean that he's not going to feel them? Is he going to still feel the need? And then the next question that ends up coming up, and Lego Batman deals with this pretty well, is, well, if there are other people that he wants to fill in with this life, is he going to be afraid of letting them in because he's already lost people and he can't really bring himself to lose more? That it, is it, Are there some ways in which Batman's scared and that's why he keeps people at a distance? And that doesn't seem unreasonable. Something that the film perhaps could have afforded to touch on, though, um, maybe maybe I say this unfairly, given time allotments and attention spans, is the other side of the coin is, is Batman keeping people at a distance isn't just about protecting himself, but is also protecting them. And that seems obvious and maybe as an excuse, uh, but not just in terms of protecting them from the bad things that might happen to them, like Robin, and, and, and we know, you know, all we have to do is talk about Jason Todd, right, to know some of the horrible things that happen to Robin. But also, what happens if they lose him? In other words, that issue isn't really brought up much. That not only does Batman maybe have a responsibility to not letting people like Robin or Barbara Gordon get involved because they can be harmed. And they have maybe in some ways more to lose depending on which kind of iteration you're dealing with. But they also could be harmed if his identity is revealed and people decide to harm them. So not only if they're out there crime fighting with him, but also if he, if, if you know, the Joker, for instance, finds out who Robin is, etc., or it wants to use him to hurt Batman. But then also the issue of what happens if something happens to Batman, and so in essence, you know, Robin's father figure is lost, and so he's orphaned twice. 
And this is a really important question because it's one that we know that many people in the police force and firefighters and um, military service personnel have to struggle with because there's this issue where they know that they're doing something really important that's serving the broad community and saving lives. But they have to worry about if they're going to leave their children motherless or fatherless. And so there's an important tension that's brought about. Now, at the end of the day, it really might just be a matter of we've kind of reduced Batman to like a super uh, masculinized figure who just can't bring himself to hang out with other people or admit the fact that he needs other people. And, and, and that in and of itself would be problematic, right? The idea that Batman just has to be too cool and always has to do it on his own. And that the idea of kind of being more inclusive and recognizing that he needs help and that, that they're stronger working uh, together as kind of a community of bat persons is one that we view as too feminine or something and oh that's just too we view it as weak and so now we have a really interesting question is batman weaker when he doesn't accept help or when he does is the acknowledgement of needing help somehow weakness or just kind of pushing through it on one's own and certainly in our own society We've taught men that that's an issue that they're just going to have to deal with and they don't really get much help, right? That, you know, as, as, as a male, you're not supposed to ask for help. You're not supposed to ask for directions. Uh, but then other people tell you, well, it's a weakness not just letting people help you. Why wouldn't you just let people help you? And so arguably Batman has good reasons for not letting them help him, uh, not being a family bat. But on the other hand, isn't he doing, couldn't he do much more? Couldn't they help many more people? And don't the people in his life deserve the right to make that decision for themselves and recognize that they're making their own choices? A lot of it, it seems to me, comes down to simply an issue of uh, our tendency to love tragedy. Uh, there's, there's a reason why in the Oscars, dramas just tend to do better than comedies. And my guess is that it isn't just because of this kind of academic highfalutin idea that, you know, oh, well, it's something that makes you laugh just can't be as smart. Maybe some people hold that. I think part of the problem is, is we know that there's something a little bit less honest about comedy. Uh, Schopenhauer famous, famously pointed out that there's this issue of realizing that comedies end too soon in a certain sense, that they end at the wedding moment. But if you follow the story all the way, eventually, everyone is going to end up in the funeral, right? And so the tragedy finishes the story, whereas the comedy ends it early so that we can like, oh, look, you know, they got married or oh, those friends got back together. Everyone, But throughout all of these narratives, so here's, you know, what really happens is everyone, you know, Luke Skywalker destroys the Death Star and then grows old and dies. And we'll see how they play with that with the new films. But and that same basically, I mean, what happens to Batman, right? You know, he's going to fight a bunch of people, and then eventually he's going to grow old and die. And that's the way the story actually goes. And so I think part of it is just an issue of our, our tension with this idea of kind of the family bat is the realization that he, if he starts having these resolutions, right, if he ends up having a healthy relationship, well, not only do we have to wonder, is he still going to be motivated to go out there in the first place? What happens to his responsibility to his spouse? What happens to the responsibility to the people that he has in his life, to his children, the, the people who owe, that he owes as well as to the rest of the community at large? 
But there's also an issue of it's a little bit hard to view him as a truly tragic figure then. And there's something for us that's kind of beautiful about that. And it's interesting because that's one of the few things that we've really held on to. I don't think we really acknowledge, but that we do recognize that there's a beauty in tragedy, or if we don't recognize it, we experience it. That that recognizing that something that that that's experiencing something so sad can still be so beautiful. And that's at the end of the day, a lot of what makes Batman Batman is that his story is so sad and continues to be so sad that we're moved by it and removed by his loss and his continued inability to really economize that loss, to, 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 to fill his heart in. And we, as a result, kind of understand his angst. And if all of a sudden he had this happy family life, he'd be like, what do you have to be so annoyed about? <laughs> what do you have to be so grumpy about in the first place? So at the end of the day, I think we come to realize that part of the struggle is, is we just don't want Batman to be happy because the story becomes somehow less interesting, there's less motivation, but it also maybe is in some ways less beautiful, and that's a terrifying possibility. What if, for us, that part of the key of finding something beautiful is the fact that it's limited or tragic, that it's somehow fleeting? There's something beautiful about ice sculptures, and not just looking at them and recognizing their beauty, right? And just seeing them physically as beauty. There's also realizing that as you're watching it, it's going away. And that that's an inescapable kind of tragedy of it. And it makes us want to latch onto it harder. So one wonders if we will ever then give Batman the opportunity to be happy. They do seem to touch on that at the end of The Dark Knight Rises. Right? But notice what happens, right? If you look at the end of The Dark Knight Rises, and I don't want to give too much away, but that idea of Batman finally seeking what Alfred always wanted him to have. <laughs> that healthy, like, I'm going to stop going out and doing really crazy stuff and seek a certain level of fulfillment for myself uh, in a way that I guess like our grandparents and our parents want us to have, right? less perhaps about our careers and more about our family lives. But this is what Alfred wants for him, that in doing that, in finding that I, I've, I, you know, I found the person I want to be with, I filled that hole, that loss. Also notice at that point, he stops being Batman. And one wonders if you really can have, if you can honestly, in the Schopenhauer in sense, have both. So I welcome your thoughts and criticisms, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful